This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally. Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Hello, business storytellers. It's Christoph Trapp, your host and author of Content Performance Culture, the new number one release in the public relations category. Check it out on Amazon and AuthenticStorytelling.net. So let's get to today's topic here, organic social. You have probably heard me say this before on webinars, at conferences, on my blog. Organic social, there used to be an organic social era. And when I did Eastern Iowa News, that was over 12 years ago now, I guess, 11 years ago, uh, it was much easier, right? I mean, I'm not even sure Twitter ran ads at that time. But since then, of course, a lot of things have changed. Algorithms have changed. Um, reach has gone down for all these brands, including mine. And then the latest thing, of course, um, organic search, not social, but organic search has really decreased uh, a good chunk for a lot of brands, including mine. I saw uh, quite a dip here with the um, late 2019 algorithm. So um, nonetheless, I am not giving up and neither should you with your content performance culture and getting in front of people. And so let's talk about how you can make that work with organic um, social and um, what I've seen work and what I've used myself. So first of all, the history. Back in the day, as I mentioned really briefly, uh, everything was organic, right? People posted things and you didn't have to pay for anything and ads weren't really a thing. And then, of course, marketers started jumping in and trying to reach us. And you heard me talk um, on the podcast before uh, about the state of marketing in India. And on there, we talked about TikTok. You know, what are brands, what should brands do on TikTok? And we certainly have seen um, some brands, doctors, for example, and others um, share relatively decent stories on the platform. But the, the guest on there mentioned that the way to get on TikTok is just run ads, just run ads for now. So interesting um, comment. And the reason I bring that up in this context here, because the answer to all these questions isn't always to post more stuff yourself, because posting more stuff yourself doesn't necessarily help with organic reach. So some of the things that um, I outlined here, and you can check out this graphic over on Instagram.com forward slash Christoph Trap, and you can see it there. So there's really four things you can think about to improve, increase your reach. Um, first of all, you want to find the sweet spot on each network, and the sweet spot changes. So Facebook at one point, maybe still today, favored video, and maybe they still do, and even if they do, it's going to change, my friends. Everything changes. Keep that top of mind. Um, at one point, I ran a campaign on every network, and I had the most success. It was organic only. didn't pay anything to any of the networks. And 
LinkedIn video worked the best. Surprisingly, I don't know why. And it worked one time and then the next time LinkedIn didn't do that much better. So you want to find the sweet spots and you do want to try, right? That's really the biggest thing as you're posting yourself. But um, certainly don't stop posting. That's not what I'm saying here at all. In fact, be on a good schedule. Use a tool like Buffer, Hootsuite, whatever. There's plenty others out there that are relatively um, inexpensive. Wouldn't recommend necessarily a huge, hugely expensive tool, honestly. But depending on uh, what you do and how you do it, um, maybe it's worth it. All right. So then once you have those sweet spots, um, also think about interviewing experts. So here's the thing. I don't mind and I and I like doing these just me talking podcasts um, every once in a while, right? I mean, depending on the topic, they perform pretty well. Um, I did the one on Twitter promote that performed pretty well. The number one best-selling author explanation, um, let people listen to that. And sometimes they work, but sometimes... Um, it's better to interview people. And of course, you know, I grew up in journalism. And as Andy Crestadina has said, uh, when you pull people and interview them, you're making them your partner in content creation. And when they are becoming your partner in content creation, they also become your partner in content distribution. So what that means is that when the show, when the article, when whatever goes live, they actually will share your content for you. And I've seen that too. You know, when I, every time I share the podcast and there's a guest on it, and um, certainly early on as I was learning the Anchor tool, it didn't always sound perfect. But when it sounded decent, you know, people were um, sharing it and they were sharing the graphics. So then I started making graphics for, for the show and people shared that and people, you know, helped me syndicate my content. So that happens because you involve them. And of course, back from my roots in journalism, interviewing people, it's like that's really the bread and butter, right? I mean, you don't write a story without interviewing anybody. And that's kind of what you do. And of course, today's content marketers, brand journalists, like they don't always do that. Sometimes they research stories and then they just... um Go move forward from there, but um, that's kind of how um, that's kind of the importance. Interview people, get a quote. Uh, I love having people on the podcast to talk about different topics. Um, sometimes there are people I've known for a long time. Sometimes there are people I've run across recently, um, but certainly they share the content as well. And then I also use that content on the blog. So, for example, right now, you know, seriously. This is like the best case study on Create Ones Published Everywhere. I do the live stream on the iPad. Um, so if you're listening on the podcast, the live streams typically go on periscope.tv forward slash ctrap. Um, and then I'm recording the podcast on my iPhone. So easy breezy. Everything is being done at the same time. And then when I'm done here... Um, so I already did a graphic, which I already shared on Instagram, and I also will use that graphic in um, on my uh, on my blog post. So as soon as I'm done here, 
um, I will write an article for AuthenticStorytelling.net, which publishes a little later. And then that, of course, will also be published through all the different channels, my e-newsletter, um, and then hopefully people can share it from there. But make sure you interview experts and make sure um, they, they add value. When you talk to experts, don't just say, can you send me a quote about a topic? Ask them a specific question, something you actually need in your story. Um, and, you know, make make it simple for them to participate. Um, for the podcast, that's a little bit harder, right? Because you do have to talk on the phone, basically, to move that forward. But um, I use Calendly.com to get those scheduled. And I try to record um, one a day, roughly. And, you know, I'm about a month out. Not, uh, yeah, about a month out scheduled for shows currently. The next tactic which I'm not like the biggest fan of um, on the receiving end, but I do know it works, which is why people do it. When you share content that you think people might find interesting, alert them of it. Send them a direct message or, you know, tag them or something like that. I personally do not like that on the influencer end because, you know, they want me to share their content and they get paid um, by doing that. I don't get paid anything. So if I run across content, I don't, I don't feel like it's a campaign on their end. I might share it myself, um, you know, but if they send it to me and say, can you share this? I probably won't do it unless um, they pay me for it. I do that relatively cheap, but, um, but I do, right? And so that's not truly um, an organic campaign at that point anymore, um, but it's also not a true paid campaign because, at the end of the day, the, the network wasn't paid. I was paid. But I know why people do it, because some people share it. And, you know, sharing something does not take long. And um, But at the end of the day, you want to be careful um, that you share stuff that actually has value to your audience as well. Um, but I can't share everything that people send to me just because they're on the PR department in a company. Um, so, but reach out to people do that and, you know, invite them to share, invite them to comment, ask them for feedback. Um, that strategy still actually works. Also, if you're a brand, send them tchotchkes, right? I mean, I still remember uh, when I got things from different brands and, you know, I always tweet them. Like I get a hoodie or I get something else, something that's worthwhile, you know, um, certainly that's something to do as well. Social media chats participate in them. I know they still happen, especially on Twitter. Um, I see my numbers just go through the roof every time I participate in a, a Twitter chat. And that's because I'm tweeting more, right? So that helps. And I'm also engaging with people. So it doesn't look like I'm just spewing out links. I'm actually sharing content. I'm, I'm conversing, right? Twitter is probably still the main one that does that. Um, there's other... Um, other similar strategies that you can think about, um, but participate in those. And you can be a guest, but you can also be uh, just participating. You know, you don't even have to be the official entertainment. Um, just show up and just share things or create your own if um, if you want to try that. Some people will tell you Twitter chats are um, 19, I don't, I don't know, not 1990, but um, 10 years ago. So, um, but but I still think to an extent um, they do work. So try that. Um, the most obvious thing, perhaps, 
in the world when it comes to social sharing is the social share buttons on your website need to work well and they need to be um, easy to use. And so here's what I mean by that. I have been in projects where you click the Twitter share button and all it does is transfer the URL. At least give people the headline or some pre-written copy or something. Make it simple. Because here's the reality of things. Like maybe I didn't want to add my own comment. Maybe I just wanted to share your content. You want me to share your content. And that's that's awesome, right? Why wouldn't I want you want me to share your content? And then it's hard to share it. Uh, of course, on the phone today with the share functions on the iPhone, uh, it's easier and easier. Like you don't really need those buttons, honestly, to, to share things. But not everybody thinks about that, right? Uh, and then the other thing is you can actually put some measurements around those buttons, um, whether they were clicked. Like you can set a Google Analytics goal on, you know, are people clicking the button? And then you can see how many people do that. Um, certainly helpful, but make sure they're easy. I would recommend top of the post, bottom of the post, inside of the post, do some click to tweet uh, quotes. Why not? You know, pull out some quotes. Um, they don't always have to be repeated from the story, but something additional. Um, that's another easy way to get things in front of you. Um, other things, um, as we're wrapping up here, for the future, um, video, multimedia, graphics, all those things are so easy to produce. Podcasts, you can do audio bites, right? So instead of, uh, you can still share the link to the podcast, but grab little bites and um, share the little bites to social media, the audio uh, soundbite, right? And that's an easy way to to get that in front of people as well. The other thing that I've done with my Content Performance Culture book, so I'm looking through it again on the Kindle version. Now, even though it's my book, I still had to buy the Kindle version. I still had, it was like, it's like $9.99, but I, I had like $7 credits. So it was like $2.99 or something like that or um, roughly. But now I'm going through there and I'm finding quotable things that I'm sharing as graphics and also as, um, you know, as just quotes. Um, and then when people are quoted, I tag them. So, and of course, you know what happens. We go back to the first point here is that when you, um, when people participate with you, they share your content as well. Um, so every time I tag somebody, they usually retweet it or they mention it or something like that. So it's another extension of organic social. Now, the problem is it is hard to measure, right? So if, um, let's say I, I just tagged Eric Fishtank, um, Fishgrunt of Fishtank Marketing in New York City, Marketing and PR. And so let's say he retweets my post or he just, I mean, the retweeting is easy to measure, but if he just takes the link or the content and shares it, like I don't know how many impressions his article had, his post had, right? I only know what what mine had. So it's not always as simple to measure, but in the long run, the more people share your content, the more people will click over or know about you. So there is some value in that. And nobody said measuring all these things would be easy. Of course, it also depends on the goal, right? Um, but just something to keep in mind, you can mention, uh, you can um, track 
friend mentions, how many people shared content, those kind of things. That certainly is relatively easy to do. All right, organic social, not dead, but it's harder and harder than ever to, to drive results, right? It's much harder for me to do these um, four or five things um, than to just how I used to do it 10 years ago, just push out content. And um, so nobody said it would be easy. I'm Christoph Trapp, your host of the Business Storytelling Podcast and author of Content Performance Culture. Check it out on Amazon.com and AuthenticStorytelling.net. Until next time, thanks for listening to another episode. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win.